0: Another episode of As Crime Goes By. Hey! <laughs> Today, we will be covering a topic called Sign of the Times. Which, Amy, can you explain
1: what that means? Because I basically, have to ask you. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's basically how the time of the murder impacted the murderer. hmm And perhaps perpetuated and inflamed the
1: murderer. Yes, and maybe the murder wouldn't have happened maybe potentially if some people argue it for mine that's almost certainly the case for mine probably not
0: but (laughs) i i do think it definitely exaggerated the murderer tendencies
1: okay Um. so i will be covering john wayne gacy and i'm going to be doing eugene slash eugenia Fellini. perfect so, I will begin. Settle in, guys. You're in for yeah. a long one with Amy's. This is this is a well-researched one, I feel. I'm keen, because I was saying to Amy before we started recording, like, I've heard of Gacy, obviously, and I know of him as the clown guy, but, like, I don't really actually... It's one of those ones that are just so famous, I don't... That you don't like... actually know in depth yeah. everything. So, yeah, I'm
0: keen to hear. Right. Well, I shall start then. Cool. John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago in 1942. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, in Chicago.
1: <laughs> so I should actually, I'm going to add in because we've made reference we to We make sequence. reference to it a lot. Aye. Right, so when we were recording, which episode Richard was it? Richard Speck. <laughs> <laughs> when we were recording the Richard Speck episode, we took about 40 minutes to, yeah. to record um, from the line, Once in Chicago. We couldn't stop laughing for 40 minutes. We had to keep recording. It took a long time. Oh, now you missed that, but if you go back and listen to it, you might notice a change in our tones <laughs> in that section of the episode. Um so sorry if we say Chicago and then giggle. That's why. Yeah. Cuz right. we have
0: very little humor in our lives
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's not as funny for them without having without actually having heard
0: <laughs> the 40 minutes. I might one day do 40 a blue
1: for <laughs> We should do a blue if we ever caught meet up. We'll do a yeah. blue or blue or episode. Right,
0: sorry, go. I'll begin again. <laughs> so John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago in 1942. He was the only son of Marion and John Gacy Sr. His father was a blue-collar worker and his mother was a pharmacist. His dad was a functioning alcoholic and would often abuse his son. So it took a talk turn pretty quick Hi. from being a blue-collar worker and also function functioning alcoholic <laughs> who abused his son and his wife whilst he was intoxicated. It's likely that this had an impact on young Gacy, especially as, at the time... At the time, see, sign of the times! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Especially as, at this time, domestic violence was not as openly discussed as it is today, and so his mother never sought refuge from her abusive husband, and he was never held accountable for his violent actions. Gacy was extremely... Gacy liked... The murderer one, the one I'm talking about. I assumed. Um, not, not the dad. Gacy was extremely close to his mum, but f- it is widely known that um, his father was ashamed of his overweight and unathletic son, whom he felt should be better, someone who could be respected within the community. Oh. His father would often refer to Gacy as... I mean,
1: that's just rude, isn't it? Because he was a bit chubby.
0: Yeah, he was a bit fat, bit slow, lethargic don't know, he, he went and killed 33 people, so... I was about My sympathy is suspended for him somewhat. Like
1: maybe if his dad wasn't an arsehole. Okay,
0: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, if maybe if domestic violence had been spoken more openly about <laughs> at the time. But, um... So his father would often refer to Gacy as stupid, a mama's boy, and a sissy. When... Rude. Oh... When John entered his teenage years he began to complain of dizziness and sickness which his father again took as a sign of weakness and it further compounded his bullying of his son. During his time at school uh, the adolescent Gacy continued to disappoint his father. He did not do well in his studies at all. There were legitimate reasons for this in that he had ADHD which again at the time was not recognised as like a legitimate issue. um, Which led to which led uh, to great difficulty for Gacy in concentrating whilst he was in class. Um, so, and also because it wasn't recognised, he didn't receive the help that he needed, so he wasn't medicated or anything like that. He was mm-hmm. just like left to his own devices. Whilst at school, Gacy became well-known for telling unbelievable stories, <laughs> a bit like Joanna, <laughs> <laughs> um, and became quite confident in being able to talk himself out of trouble. Good start.
1: Mm-hmm. Skill.
0: When he was young, Gacy was struck on the head by a swing. Not a bin lid.
1: <laughs> right, again, I'll interject for the story here, will I? Yeah. So, I used to work for a very big pensions company in the UK. Uh, I won't say their name. No, and... <laughs> probably best not to. No. And uh, one day at work, I was told to that we were meant to... I'm a smoker... And we were told that we had to go and smoke in a certain place. It was by these industrial bins. And I had my back to an industrial bin. And it was a really, really, really windy day. (laughs) And... It was. It was, like, it was gale force wind. Aye. And the wind lifted the lid of the industrial bin. And it whacked me in the back of the head. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, everybody
0: saw. I was really sympathetic at the time. but I can laugh about it now that you're okay. You you didn't even see it. Because
1: Amy doesn't work with me. (laughs) We um, don't even live in the same city. We have to really, really travel this. for this. <laughs> um, but I went really funny while at work. <laughs> um, to the point I couldn't stand up and I was shaking. I went, white. One of, like, the manager's manager's manager saw me and was like, are you okay? It's clearly fearing some kind of lawsuit. <laughs> at work. Yeah, like something's coming their way. And I had to be taken to the hospital by managers and I've basically never lived it down and I don't work there anymore, thank God, because I just get brought up until I see Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I (laughs) I know everything.
0: (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so, but Gacy was not struck on the head by a bin lid. It was a swing, um, which subsequently led to him having a series of blackouts. His father accused him of faking it.
1: (laughs) Do you know, again, <laughs> that is so succinct though, because then I just go on to talk about something completely different. <laughs> Can I just say though, that happened with me with the bin lid when I when I went all funny, I lost friends at work <laughs> because they thought I was faking it to go home early. <laughs> so
0: okay, maybe this one wasn't a sign of the times. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this, this one continues. This just goes on now. <laughs> so then, at the after the swing incident in
1: which the only part of a piece of information I have is that his father accused him of faking it. Aye, but do um, you know, there's a whole thing about loads of murders and serial killers ha- suffered it's a thought, head injury. Yeah, yeah. And it's
0: thought to have given him a blood clot, which is very, which, very bad know, for you. <laughs> yeah, which sort of like pressed on the bit where you have empathy and stuff. Uh-huh.
1: Um, but that's just a theory. I don't know if that's a fact. Don't, I don't quote know. me on I it. Think it's fa- I've got to say, if I have a kid that's whacked really hard in the back of the head at a young age... <sighs> I'm here with you now
0: <laughs> Adoption, yeah, that'll make them feel fucking better about themselves That'll create a well-adjusted life obviously... If had a loving mother for the first six years of their life Get hit on
1: there by a swing and she just fucks them <laughs> off
0: <laughs> Away you go,
1: potential serial killer child <laughs> Not taking the risk, Amy Better to be safe than sorry Hey, I'm with you I'm never fucking breeding Well, that's mean I would like children I I wouldn't (laughs) We'll we'll never get married us then, will we?
0: We won't, no Fine
1: That was my backup plan
0: (laughs) Anyway So moving on Back to the actual story. Um, At the age of 16, Gacy began to take medication for a heart ailment. I mean, this kid is just the sickliest fucking kid in the world. Um, So he began taking medication for a heart ailment, which further compounded his father's belief (laughs) that he was weaker than other teenagers. However, in Gacy's own mind, these incidents provided the sole reason as to why he had failed at school. It was never his fault. It was always external factors. Of course.
1: This low is... locust of control he has
0: mm. and also you know he, he pretty he much uses <laughs> 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 pretty much uses this excuse later on in life um it's when you know when it comes to something worse than just failing at school don't want to give spoilers away though <laughs> i wonder what it could be <laughs> at the age of 20 so i'm skipping a few years mm mm-hmm. And with no educational qualifications, Gacy left Chicago and tried his luck in Las Vegas, where he got a job cleaning up in a mortuary. Yeah, winning. I know, right? Well, it was here where he first became comfortable with dead people.
1: (laughs) Well, he did. (laughs) It's just an odd thought, isn't it? I know. I've never heard that sentence before.
0: (laughs) Well, first time for everything, kids. (laughs) Whilst in Vegas, Gacy had his first taste of freedom away from his oppressive father and working at a job he had achieved himself. However, this work was low-paid and often only left Gacy with the... Departed for company? Why have I said it like that? <laughs> Are you
1: tra- you're trying to be fucking deadly women. I, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard,
0: really. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, this familiarisation with corpses for Gacy took away the taboo of being around a dead body. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't, you know, led to other things. Um, however, his... I wonder what. <laughs> <laughs> where is this going? Taxidermy. I bet He's just ending. really good at taxidermy. <laughs> um, so, however, his life in Las Vegas didn't last long, and after only three months, he returned to Chicago. He keeps
1: saying Chicago.
0: <laughs> That's where he lived. <laughs> After his return, he enrolled in a business... I know, when I was doing the research for it, sometimes I was writing, I was like... So, after his return, he enrolled in a business college and finally began to flourish. He discovered his talent for salesmanship by using his gift for bravado, that obviously he'd had as a child. Um, Yes. And it it. raised him up in the world, and by the age of 21, so only one year later, he'd achieved the position of manager in a shoe store.
1: Oh, well done, Gacy man.
0: Right, can we remember (laughs) that he is a horrific, brutal, murdering arsehole? Maybe
1: if people had been nicer to him, he wouldn't have murdered. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, um, so he found that using his talents as a blackguard... Oh. I know. I don't even think I was... I don't even think I've accidentally done that. What? I think that I used that word and was really proud of myself what at the time. What does that even mean? You know, like a blackguard, like a a liar. Yeah, oh, basically. Basically, okay. um, could raise him up in the world and maybe even get him to the position that matched the expectation of, of his dad. Oh, he just wanted the
1: thing you know approval it, yeah, that's the word the approval from his father yeah <laughs> <laughs> in
0: september 1964 whilst still at the shoe store She's shoe, sure. store, shoe <laughs> store whilst still at the shoe store gacy met and married his colleague marlon myers her father saw promise in gacy his yes m-
1: it's all he wanted in life her,
0: so her father <laughs> not his own his own was still fucking no, him still over fatherly but,
1: approval in it <laughs>
0: So, he saw promising Gacy, his new son-in-law, and gave him the position of manager for three fast food restaurants he owned oh, in Iowa. That's a step up is isn't it? I know, and we're out of Chicago, because he's had to move to Iowa for a uh... few. <laughs> John and Marlin then moved to Waterloo, Iowa, and had two children. On the surface, Gacy was the ultimate family man and upstanding businessman, but it was soon to become clear that this was not the case at all behind his facade Gacy began to start sexually abusing teenage boys I was way too happy with my use of facade I should not I could have gone tell, into <laughs> you
1: were smiling the entire way through that sentence and I was looking yeah, at you I like why I should not he have gone grinning? into
0: that sentence I didn't realise that's so where that was leading if I'm honest <laughs> I'm gonna start that again behind this facade
1: <laughs> behind this facade behind this facade Inappropriate times that this happens because we're inappropriate people. We really are. We are
0: so uncomfortable. Like we're such I... awkward people.
1: Alright, I'll I'll not look at you. Right behind, behind the. the t- t- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amy just lifted the book up so dramatically in front of her face to cover her face. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. Just be casual. I'm quite
0: the showman.
1: <laughs> Great we should really YouTube this, like honestly. But we look messy. Right we now. are horrific looking right now. I'm in like seven layers. <laughs> I'm in a
0: pretty see-through jumper with a with no bra on. Hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why they are watching. <laughs> anyway. Behind this facade, Gacy began to start sexually abusing teenage boys, and although he didn't kill any of them at this point, he was reported as threatening to do so. So, you know, it was starting to take shape in his mind that he Mm -hmm. was going to do this. In 1967, Gacy lured a 16-year-old John Tullery to his home, where they watched porn, drank and played pool. And all of a sudden, Gacy forced Tullery onto the bed at knife point. Jesus. I know, took a turn, Aye. like playing pool, and then all of a sudden.
1: Watching porn, playing pool, having a good time. What a weird thing to
0: do, though. <laughs> Take someone back about like, Do you want to watch a porn?
1: Right, well, it's like that bloody Moore's Murderers when they put oh, that yeah. guy up from the tree, so you want to just drink some wine? Yeah, it's a stranger. So
0: weird. Like, uh-huh. oh, I mean, I'm assuming he didn't say to the sixteen year old kid, "Do you want to come and watch porn I, with me?"
1: It just happened. Oh, I yeah. just happened to have this porn tape.
0: Yeah, let's put it Do on. To, and I mean, it was the '60s. Like it was the summer of love. And Things were stuff weird. Like then. that. I know.
1: Like we were there. Yeah, <laughs> I <know. laughs> I'd have loved the '60s. I think I would have liked the '60s, um,
0: but anyway. So this kid's been handcuffed to a bed, um, and he, Gacy, began to choke him. So Gacy was arrested for this assault, and at the age of twenty six, was charged with sodomy and sentenced to ten years in prison. Tire. Yeah,
1: hmm.
0: I know. Shit. Well, wait till we get onto <laughs> 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 wait till we get onto a s- b- certain part.
1: <laughs> Again, I wonder what's going to happen
0: at this time. As homosexual, as a homosexual sex offender, one would have expected Gacy to have received a large amount of abuse in prison as was usual for the time. And is now. Exactly. Um, But Gacy told everyone that he was simply serving time for showing porn to teenage boys. He never mentioned his molestation. So, basically, he was just, like, some
1: pimp of porn for teenage men. How did that not come out, For ten years? Like, he got ten years in prison for putting a porn on. But, like, honestly, how did that not come out? Because I'm not being funny, but say in this day and age, when a pedo or a rapist, goes into prison, I'm pretty sure they're not in there going, ha, yeah, raped some kids. They all find out, though, don't they, they're the other prisoners?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just, but it never came out. Um, in this first time in prison, Gacy gave himself the title of first kook, and just as he had done during his life on the outside, uh, jo- John, <laughs> first name terms so, out, oh. Gacy bluffed his way through prison life to get an elevated status within the their prison. Mm-hmm. It's also his first spell in prison that brings out clearly Gacy's inner conflict with regards to his own sexuality, which was obviously not socially acceptable during this period.
1: Is he still married to his wife at this point? Well, get there. <laughs> hey, Jesus. <laughs> no, is the short answer. <laughs> right then. <laughs> um,
0: so this occurred, so the, the conflict about his sexuality became apparent um, during an encounter with an openly gay convict. This openly gay convict had been playing basketball when the ball had gotten loose and rolled past Gacy and Gacy retrieved the ball and threw it as hard as he could and the gay inmate in question said, as a joke, missed me, missed me, now you gotta kiss me.
1: Ooh.
0: I know. Let that boiled some blood in well, there. Well, Gacy lost his shit and tried to attack the inmate. Um, so, I mean, it was obvious that he wasn't comfortable with his own sexual... Well, obviously, like, his father wouldn't have been happy about it and mm-hmm. that's what he's grown up with. Um, But then, in the winter of 1969, Gacy was informed of the death of his father, and that he wouldn't be given day release to attend the funeral. So, you know, that apparently had a big impact on him. I'm sure it did. Um, But I couldn't find out much more. (laughs) So, we're going to move on to 1970. Um, Just over two years into his sentence, Gacy was released from prison after he displayed model behaviour. So... Went away for ten years, got released after just over two. I mean, that's the classic shit justice system, isn't it? I know. Um, after being released from prison, Gacy, who was now unsurprisingly divorced, see, if <laughs> you just waited, one page. <laughs> Sorry, and he once again returned to his hometown of Chicago. <laughs> It was here that Gacy continued his ambition to be a valued member of the community. He married a divorcee, Carol Hoff, and she and her two children moved into his new home. Again, Gacy began to build up an image of the perfect family man. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) this was, of course, just another facade. Oh, no, I've used it twice now. Awful writing skills. I've run out of inspiration (laughs) by page five. (laughs) <laughs> There's about ten more to go. So, <laughs> in nineteen seventy two, Gacy picked up a fifteen year old Timothy McCoy, and after spending the night with Gacy, was after McCoy had spent the night with Gacy, uh-huh. he was stabbed to death. Jesus. Gacy would claim that the murder was in an accident and in self defense, but can it be both? That's a lot later on because Ooh. after committing this murder, Gacy never once fell under the suspi- fell under suspicion. Um, for the teens' disappearance, mm. so, gate because he was a well-respected and well-liked in his, well-liked in his neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, he, and he would throw parties that were attended by up to two hundred people. So, oh God, was I know.
1: Well, street parties like in the neighborhood. Nonetheless, ma, I feel like if I tried to even gather this building, together, we'd maybe get Karen from downstairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Good old Karen. Um, <laughs> It was at
0: these parties that Gacy would dress up as the infamous Pogo the Clown in order to entertain the children in the neighbourhood, which is fucking horrific when you think about it. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if
1: clowns didn't give people nightmares before, Jesus Christ. I Have you this. seen a photo of him as the yeah. clown as well? It's actually terrifying. A I mean, clowns ever actually, you know, inviting? <laughs> I know. But yeah, no, he's not exactly like the cute clown. Yeah. Like, the one in Toy Story. That one's quite cute.
0: The one that was, like, to be, like, super depressed and then he, like, got cheered up.
1: Oh, is that the new one? Yeah. I've not seen that. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. In
0: 1974, Gacy established his own painting, decorating and construction company. What is he's a
1: man of many talents, isn't he?
0: Well, yeah, you could say that. Well, um... <laughs> oh, he's had a variety of jobs,
1: hasn't he? <laughs> what was that? Was that the car? Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he's anyway, he's established this company in which he would hire young teenage boys at above average wages. The community hmm. believed that he was doing this in order to try and help the boys in the area better themselves and they never suspected his true motives. More fool the community being a pervert. At the same sort of period in Gacy's life very non-committal from me. Clearly <laughs> wasn't sure uh, about this. If night. I ever say
1: around the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: approximately at
0: the same time gates um gacy in gacy's life his wife carol left him complaining of his increasing violent mood swings mm-hmm. once she had moved out this was when gacy started in earnest weird <laughs> use of the word cruising the streets for young male victims it's a would, weird use of the word i know like, but we'll move past it. <laughs> he would do this by pretending to be a police officer. He had a fake badge, handcuffs, and even a light for the roof of his car. So he would pick up boys on the street and no one thought it suspicious because he would always target, like, rent boys, basically, like, mm-hmm. sex workers. Aye. Um, so obviously pe- people just thought it was a policeman picking up a, a sex worker to Aye. take to prison. Um, But in 1975, so like one year after this, boys began to disappear at a rapid rate. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Gacy chose his victims based solely on their appearance. He chose boys who, well, not solely on their appearance, as I'll later go on to contradict myself. (laughs) But one of the main things that Gacy chose his victims on was their appearance. Uh Um, He chose boys who were handsome and athletic, something he had never been. (laughs) Um, And this increased his sexual thrill. Because he was like dominating the kids that like he'd always wanted to be, but not, na- but never could have been. Aye. Um, Grim. He also chose his victims based on their social standing, as he knew police wouldn't investigate the disappearance of a low class gay sex worker, as they would, um, as they would a clean cut middle class boy from a stable background. Can I just
1: ask, in this town, mm-hmm. why are there so many good looking, athletic, gay male prostitutes? <laughs> Well, Chicago, it's big. That sounds so niche, though. <laughs> I know it does. I feel like, like there's five. <laughs> They're going to call them ugly, are they? Like... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that <laughs> makes them stand out. Sorry. But it just sounds like a lot. Sorry, carry on.
0: Anyway, I was about to go on to do another sign of the time's point. Okay. Um. So at this time in America, homophobia was rife and police did not take much notice of the violence in gay men's lives. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason he was allowed to get away with it for so long because they just didn't bother their asses properly investigating it. They mm-hmm. just chalked it up to
1: mm, gone gone away. Aye. Just just dismissed it and yeah. moved on with their lives. Which is shitty.
0: Yeah. And it led to Gacy pretty much... Um, feeling himself invulnerable to police suspicion having managed to build up such an upstanding reputation for himself in the community because obviously that's what counted at the time and because he'd always targeted those on the fringes of society he knew that if it ever came down to it he would be the party that was to be be believed Mm -hmm. because there was actually one occasion where he'd picked a boy up like assaulted him and, like, drugged him, assaulted him, and then left him naked on, like, the steps of some courthouse. Not a courthouse, but, like, a, a big building. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And he went to the police, and nothing was done about it. Like, they just didn't believe him. They were like, no, fuck off. I That's know. fucking awful. I know. Um, however, you know, um, this sense of being above suspicion led Gacy to become arrogant. In 1978, Gacy decided to abduct Robert Peast. He worked at a liquor store. I'd clearly what, like read something American for this. Yeah. <laughs> so he worked at a corner shop, um, and when his mother came to pick him up at nine p.m., Robert told his mum to wait for him whilst he went outside to talk to a man about a potential summer job with his construction company. Hmm. Robert never returned. That was <laughs> abrupt. Well, I've got. <laughs> yes it actually is all i've got and move then move on evidence of gacy's phone number having been used by peaced before his disappearance is finally what gave police their first shove towards gacy Mm -hmm. and obviously because robert was a a middle class like attractive all-american teenage boy with a family who were like gonna demand a search for him that's why this was now taken more seriously it's a sign of the times (laughs) I'm gonna mention that a lot. Shall we rename the podcast? The <laughs> no, only this one. Um. So after speaking to Gacy, police became convinced that he was holding something back. On the back of this, police obtained a warrant to search his house. They initially found nothing of interest, even after searching his crawl space, um, which is obviously where later on they found bodies. But mm-hmm. um, police were still suspicious, so they put Gacy under twenty-four hour surveillance. Mm-hmm. Gacy firstly reacted to this in a positive manner, joking with friends that they were his FBI bodyguards. But as time wore on, Gacy became less and less happy about the consistent police presence and, could, and became increasingly aggressive with the officers who were tailing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and although police had not been able to find any bodies at Gacy's house, they had found a wealth of possessions that clearly did not belong to him. So it's believed by, it was believed by police at the time that these were trophies Gacy kept to remind himself of the murders. And so, and that, that obviously was true. Police were able to match um, some of these items uh, with many of the missing boys, Mm -hmm. which eventually led to police having, you know, enough to go on to be enabled to be ordered to dig up, uh, Gacy's crawl space, and it was after this that they began to find the bodies of several victims. Oh, Jesus. It's believed that Gacy buried his victims under his house. This is by another criminal profiler who is not Candace DeLong oh. that I got this information from. Well, do you
1: know what? He's not a woman, so I'm not surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, but it's believed that he buried his victims under his house as a final exertion of control over them, even after their death. So, like, it's like he's, like, controlling the memory of them because they're never found, so. Aye.
1: But they were, so that's something.
0: Yes, and there was a lot of them. A total of 29 young men Fuck. were discovered on Gacy's property. 27 of them were within the crawl space of his home.
1: Do you know what's mad? It's just to think,
0: if it weren't for that one boy... He could have just kept going and going. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. I know. initially gacy denied the murders and said he was being framed by drug dealers whom he had single-handedly attempted to stop and this was them attempting to frame him in order to get him out of the picture however under incessant police questioning gacy did eventually crack and admitted to assaulting and
1: strangling his victims and burying them on his property i'm not gonna lie Feel like there was enough evidence <laughs> yeah
0: i know i don't feel like they needed the ghillie plea <laughs> it
1: helps though so thanks yeah. but yeah and um, awful human
0: none of the bodies that had been found on gacy's property were actually that of robert Peast, so the boy oh. who had brought gacy to the forefront of the police's attention his body wasn't found until a year later in 1979 There'd been no... Basically, there'd been no space left for Gacy to bury Robert's body on I mean, his property. I awful. I know. And so he'd just thrown him off a bridge into the river.
1: And they found it a year
0: later. They found him and two others a year later.
1: How did the bodies not completely... How did they not bloat and float? Well, that. Like, but, I mean, but like
0: before a year, do you know what I mean? I think he must have tied them down. I, d- I didn't find that out, but I assume
1: he must have done. Aye, well, he must have... But I just... I just can't believe the bodies didn't skeletalise and... Yeah. I mean, what was the story? Was it Eileen Wernos that I did and they couldn't even tell the guy's gender after a a week or something? I know. Sorry, that's mental. Anyway, where were we? Um, So, yeah.
0: So we are getting to the end of it, so we've we've really stuck in with me. I think it's quite (laughs) Um, interesting. In February 1980, Gacy stood trial for the murder of 33 young men. Gacy's defence argued not guilty by reason of insanity, their point being that Gacy was insane as he was unable to control his own actions. But, so we should free him. Yeah. <laughs> or at least deal that we Good would defense. go to like a hospital rather than a prison and he wouldn't get the oh, death sentence. Aye. Um, but what with the controlled method of his murder and the clever and systematic method of disposing of the boys' bodies, this was never a defence that was going to carry much weight. That is literally just my opinion. <laughs> but it obviously didn't, I, so... I know, absolutely. <laughs> um, throughout the trial and after, Gacy never showed any remorse for his actions. When asked why he killed all these young men, Gacy said he was frightened that they would expose him and said they were all human trash anyway, <sighs> so it didn't matter. That's disgusting. Honestly, like, the guy's... I retract my earlier sentiments Absolute
1: towards him. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um... In March 1980, he was sentenced to death for his crimes, and after serving 14 years on death row, he was executed by lethal injection in May
1: 1994. Good. I was alive.
0: I was not, but I was nearly alive. You were in the womb. I was two months away from being alive. Oh, well, I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. I don't think there's many who would t- disagree with that, to be honest. No, no one's saying. But that's... That's it. That's John Wayne Gacy, a concise history of. (laughs) That
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) I just laugh because it's been the longest section we've had, but, like, I'm really glad. I think I was really well told. Thank you, Amy. Aw, thanks, Ed. Hi, no, really good. You. Now for a less well-researched, more poorly done, much shorter segment. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing Eugene Fellini, who I might occasionally call felony, but we'll just roll with it. um this is about somebody who is transgender female to male Mm -hmm. um and i just want to start out because i know it's a sensitive topic at the moment just by saying i start out by calling eugenia a she Mm -hmm. but once she transitions transitions i refer i I move on to he because while he Mm -hmm. while he is a scumbag Still want to respect all the people who are transgender today. Yes. So I just want to make a point that I'm doing that. Right, so Eugenia Fellini was born in Florence, Italy in 1875 and was the eldest of 22 children. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck being the mother to that that family. That was a Catholic family right Yes. At the age of two, Fellini and her family emigrated to Australia. As a child, Fellini liked... I say Fellini a lot, don't I? <laughs> um, as a child, Fellini liked to dress in boys' clothes and play rough games with her brothers and other boys in the neighbourhood. As the eldest child in the family and having been born a girl, she was expected to help her mum around the house and to look after her siblings, but she outright refused to do this. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Each to their own. Don't blame you, to be honest. <laughs> um, in her teen years, people regarded Fellini as beautiful and f- and she frequently attracted the attention of many boys in her town but she always rejected their advances. I think that'll become apparent as to why <laughs> I mean, I've already said. we quite her type. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, so she would he- wear her hair cut short like a boy and she'd always choose to wear trousers instead of dresses. And I've not written this down, but actually I think her dad kind of encouraged this to an extent mm-hmm. so that she could work with him. Ah, right, yeah. Um, But yeah. So her, but nonetheless, her parents couldn't understand why she would reject typical female norms, Mm -hmm. because even outside of work, she still wanted to look like a boy, play like a boy, hang out with boys. So on the 14th of September, 1894, at the age of 19, Fellini's father forced her to marry a man. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, didn't go down well. No. Especially when it turned out that her husband was a polygamist. And he had another. that again? So he had more than one wife. Oh, yeah. Um, so he had another wife and a family in Auckland. Is that how you say that? Auckland? Auckland? Auckland, yeah. Um, so he took, the husband took Fellini with him to Auckland, but luckily she managed to escape and she headed back home. Okay. Needless to say, she wasn't chuffed with her family though.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so once she was back home in Wellington... I think there would have been some emancipations going on there. Well, she's 19, so she doesn't even fucking need that. Yeah. And it's like the 1800s, so... Yeah. I don't you know get that... sold off when you're about 14 I, then, don't you? I, she lasts us quite a while, if anything. So... uh, Fellini (laughs) Fellini
0: Did Fellini finally
1: (laughs) Oh god I hope I've not written that anywhere (laughs) Um, Fellini Finally left her family and. (laughs) Oh god I hope I've not written that anywhere (laughs) I haven't even written that But because you said it that's what came out of my mouth Anyway She left (laughs) her family And she began to start a new life So she disguised herself as a man And got a job as a cabin boy And became Eugene Fellini Mm-hmm. So, oh, I said finally Fellini here. No, there <laughs> <I> go. <laughs> so, finally Fellini. <laughs> how did I not notice that when I wrote that down? Um, finally Fellini felt comfortable in his own skin and was able to dress the way he felt comfortable without the fear of being... Uh, or Receiving reproach? Is that how you wrote that? Yeah. Um, he was happy as spending time in the company of men, drinking in pubs and doing manual work. He was convinced that he had been born in the wrong body and that he always oh, should have been born a man. He successfully managed to keep his true identity a secret for many years until one night, whilst getting drunk with the captain on the ship that he was working on, he mistakenly revealed that his family used to refer to him as Piccolina, which is the female mm. female version of the Italian word piccolo, meaning little one. Yeah. Which I call my kittens. Oh Hi. From when I used to work at Pizza Express. It's also uh, the name of a... The- character on dragon ball z is it yeah piccolo i haven't watched dragon ball z since i was like eight i bloody love dragon ball z no i only watched it because my friend jack liked it <laughs> we try and get in there were you i eight year old once they became aware of the fact that fellini was a woman the captain and the other crew members raped him repeatedly
0: jesus yeah Another sign of the times, right there. Like, Aye,
1: Jesus Christ. So some of the crew members raped Fellini as a form of punishment because at the time, and I don't probably don't believe it today, but like it was believed that having a woman aboard was, was unlucky. Bad luck. Yeah. yeah, I know that from Pirates of the Caribbean. I also know that from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. That's how I was able to join <laughs> Connect in. Connect like the you dots there. there. Some of the crew members raped Fellini as a form of punishment, as they believed that it was bad luck to have a woman on board a boat, um, and he had therefore put them at risk. Not like the sank the fucking ship though, is it? Like and it'd been on the boat um, for years. Yeah,
0: that's what I was gonna say. I was like, how much evidence was there that it, had that brought bad luck? Do you know what I mean? I like, know like Because I feel like you were just sailing about being absolutely fine.
1: Aye, and then Yeah, fucking stupid. <sighs> so, at the first opportunity, Fellini was dumped on an on uh, Excuse me, little kitten. <laughs> Jeremy? Jeremy is currently trying OW! To... <laughs> You'll <little> fucker <laughs> catch Amy's feet. Did you move your toes? Because, I mean, that's just... I did not actually move my toes. I was
0: literally... See, I'm not moving my toes. It's Jeremy. just a cruel little boy.
1: <laughs> um, Jeremy's a girl. Yeah, no. Jeremy is <laughs> Eugenia <Fellini. laughs> Actually is. Little bitch. <laughs> so, at the first opportunity, Fellini was dumped on land in Newcastle, Australia. Now, I'm not sure if the, cu- the crew knew at the time, but regardless, they certainly didn't care. But by this point, Fellini had fallen pregnant. Not, Jesus. Not long after, Fellini gave birth to a baby girl called Josephine Crawford Fellini. She left Josephine in the care of an Italian woman called Mrs. Angelis. After leaving her... Sorry, I, I'm switching back to she. Mm? Uh, after leaving his daughter, Fellini began to call himself Harry Leo Crawford, a Scottish man. Now I just want to say, can how, you how did you get that accent on point? Like that's exactly what I was Italian... gonna say. Because we both live in Scotland. Yeah. I have lived here for eight years. You're same. the same. Um I can't do a Scottish accent to save my life. No. So an Italian person living in Australia pretending Who'd to be a never Scottish. Never been to Scotland before my I... life. How are you pulling that off? <laughs> <laughs> but alright. So Fellini visited Josephine infrequently over the years. Josephine knew that Fellini was her biological mother um, and Mrs. De Angelis told her that her father was a sea captain. So she basically knew that Fellini was dressing up as a man. Um, For the next few years, Fellini jumped from job to job until he ended up working as a driver in Sydney for Dr. Clark. Here, Fellini met Dr. Clark's housekeeper, Annie Burkett. Annie had been widowed some years earlier and was left to raise her 13-year-old son, also called Harry, Hmm. all on her own. Initially, Fellini seemed like the the perfect man. He was handsome, attentive, and only had eyes for her. He would take her and Harry out on day trips and to the circus and...
0: Aww, I, it's oh, it's probably so nice. I, it's probably really
1: refreshing. She's yeah. lost her husband. She's been alone for years, and now she's it's got, got someone mask. actually cares. Aye, I, I mean I'd fucking like that now. Someone take me and my cats out, to the <laughs> <laughs> or create a cat <clears throat> circus for them. Yes, they can star in it. Yes, <laughs> they <laughs> would <laughs> love that. They'd love to be centre of attention. I'd love to see the trapeze, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and both bearded ladies. Oh. Anyway, um, with the money left to her by her late husband, Annie opened a sweet shop. Fellini showed a deep interest in the sweet shop, but what he was really interested in was Annie's money. All right. In 1913, Fellini and Annie got married. It took four more years for Annie to twig that Fellini might not be the person he claimed to be. Wow. And this was only when a neighbour told Annie that Fellini was, in fact, a woman. (laughs) (laughs) How how did
0: she not notice for four years? <laughs> they didn't have gender
1: reassignment surgery in the eighteen hundreds. I well, I'm assuming she used or he used items to resemble penises in the dark. In the yeah, <laughs> it would have in the fucking dark, would not it? I'm like, I, what I find the most hilarious thing is she's married to this guy for four years, and the neighbor, then yeah, it's the like, neighbor's like, you do realize your husband's a woman, I, like, dumbass. Like, <laughs> i'd have been like no <laughs> have you ever seen your husband naked no <laughs> probably what she liked but I'm probably not always harassing her for sex yeah no so annie confronted fellini after this and of course fellini denied it fearing that his wife would would out him to the police and to their community presumably it was no longer fun and games in the crawford household because Craw- fellini is crawford um so annie in- invited fellini on a picnic where she asked him for a divorce Fellini, I wrote the shortest sentence ever. Annie and Fellini argued.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's about it's about on par with
1: peace never returned. <laughs> Just no more information. Solid researching going on by us too, is isn't it? I know. We're so descriptive. <laughs> so
0: Fellini... Lo- uh. I feel like you could say Fellini had put up a facade.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Shite. <laughs> Um, Fellini li- later told police that his wife had slipped, fallen backwards and hit her head on a rock. I've <laughs> just
0: seen you know. <laughs> but I have
1: a feeling.
0: <laughs> Literally just one bullet point and <laughs> Fellini <laughs> argued. <laughs> so said it, It's just a bullet point.
1: Well, it's worth noting. <laughs> anyway, let me start that bit again. <laughs> Sorry. Fellini later told police that his wife had slipped, fallen. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Fellini later told police that his wife had slipped, fallen backwards, and hit her head on a rock. But I have a feeling that Fellini either pushed her or whacked her (laughs) over the head with the rock. Some good, solid facts going on for tonight's episode. We just like assumptions. Yeah. So, Annie died within a matter of minutes, and Fellini, being the stellar chap that he was, set fire to her body and legged it. Oh, bloody hell. And I vote w- After my, four <laughs> years of fucking marriage. I Loving, fake marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when Annie's body was discovered, police were unable to identify her, so she was buried in a grave marked with the words, the body of an unknown woman. Aww. I know. Probably will end up happening to me. Well, I hope not.
0: I know.
1: But it's sad law. That, that would be just for- my luck. I'll look for you forever.
0: Oh, thanks, Ed. Mm.
1: Maybe. Uh, anyway. I'll <laughs> find something better to do with my cat. Aye, <laughs> aye. Um, when her son, Harry, asked Fellini what had happened to his mum, Fellini said that she had run away with another man, which is cold is and hot. That is yeah. Aye, like, you've murdered his mum and then you're going to make her look like the bad guy. know. Oh. So Fellini sent Harry to live in Willumalum <laughs> to, <laughs> to live with his auntie. <laughs> come on <laughs> i text amy before we do this <laughs> and said i'm gonna have to try and say the word <laughs> and after face. chicago it had been I, quite the trying I, I was dreading <laughs> i don't know if you heard i laughed a second before that <coughs> sentence because i saw the word <laughs> i was just like i'm gonna have to say that shout out if you live there though I, if you live in willumaloo tell us yeah brilliant (laughs) dm us on instagram please (laughs) (laughs) um so two years later fellini met and married a woman called elizabeth king allison fellini's honeymoon period was how long were these women together before she realized oh she met and married within the same year wow didn't hang about no and here fellini's honeymoon was cut honeymoon period was cut short, so they didn't even really have time to explore much. Ah, okay, fair enough. Aye. Can't blame Elizabeth too much, but no. Annie, like...
0: Four years. <laughs>
1: Every time she was saying,
0: babe, turn the lights <laughs> out,
1: like... Every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the honeymoon period was cut short, as around the same time, Harry revealed to his auntie that following his mum's disappearance, Fellini had taken him to a well-known suicide spot, and Fellini had encouraged Harry... Harry to stand close to the edge of the cliff presumably to then push him off Um, a week after this Fellini took Harry out to some scrubland and Fellini made Harry dig a hole which poor Harry didn't realise was actually intended for his mum's body Thought what, they'd already been buried? no because we're going back a few Ah, years here this is him telling his auntie like you'll never believe what me stepdad (laughs) was was getting me to do standing (laughs) on the edge of cliffs and digging holes randomly (laughs) weird (laughs) Um, so hearing about all of this, Harry's auntie called the police. Um, neighbors also reported to police that Harry and Annie frequently argued back in the day. This is again going back about two years, mm. um, especially during the time when Fellini's daughter Josephine had been staying with them. Fellini presumably that was stirring the pot a bit, like yeah. she knew the <laughs> truth, didn't she? Aye. So Fellini was finally arrested on fifth of July nineteen twenty. He requested to be placed in a women's cell. Um, and also for his new wife not to be told about his true gender. When searching through Fellini's possessions, police discovered a wooden dildo which he had used on his wife. There
0: we go. Didn't want to
1: spoil it for you earlier. There's quite a big difference but, between wood. Yeah. And a penis. willy. Yeah. A significant I've seen difference. a few. Like, oh, and the thing is, I don't feel like if I held one, I would think that feels wooden. I don't know about Elizabeth's time before meeting Fellini, but Annie was married before she had a child. So surely she'd she had, had a, touched she'd a She'd had
0: a real willy, you know what I, I mean? She'd had that experience.
1: It's been a while, Amy. But I like to think, <laughs> if someone gave me a piece of wood, <laughs> I could tell the difference. <laughs> I would also hope that that would be the case. you had sex, like, what, a day ago? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Screw <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway <laughs> whilst in prison Fellini was treated like a circus freak he was kept in a cage and members of the public were allowed to come and look at him and prod and poke him Fellini pleaded not it is isn't it like for, I, I feel like it's a bit of an arsehole a lot of an arsehole definitely but, an arsehole but... but that's just cruel and I, I think especially because it is a, a sign of the times and I genuinely think this would not have happened had if Fellini been born now he'd
0: just been allowed to live as he wanted
1: to I I do feel like that's disgusting and uh it's 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 like an animal is it you wouldn't even treat an animal in a zoo like that no it's i mean i'm not a fan of freak shows from back in the day and that's basically they were treating like a freak show oh look the man who's a woman the woman who's a man it's just disgusting yeah it's sick to be honest um so Fellini pleaded not guilty to annie's murder but was nonetheless convicted and sentenced to death. She had no sh- like no chance, though. Well, this sentence was later commuted to life in prison. Aye, but... But a few years later, he was released. Ah. Yes, he is. Interesting. That's why I was making you mean, <laughs> You're dangling there. Um, upon his release, he assumed the guise of Jean Ford, so this time being a woman. Mm. Um, but I'm going to stick with the male pronouns yeah. just for the rest of the story, because that's, that's what he wanted to be. It's probably only because all of, of all of this that he had he, to BG. go back to it being a woman. So he bought a boarding house in Sydney, which he ran for some time. Then one day he sold the boarding house and was later that day hit by a car and died. His death was ruled an accident, but it is theorised that he might have committed suicide. Right. Um, just couldn't go on. Although I do wonder why bother to sell the boarding house yeah. first. Yeah. Um, but maybe it was so he could get money to give to Josephine or something. But yeah, that was um, Eugene Fellini. There we go. Right. so I find that well, one oh, very different to Daisy. Very well, different to Daisy. Yeah, say. it is.
0: Um, That's, that is the beauty of our podcast. We always do pretty different characters.
1: Yeah, we do. And have different empathy levels. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I always just hate mine. <laughs> so, um, Amy, next time, we're going to be doing Families Who Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you going to be doing? I'm going to be doing Susan Smith. I'm going to be doing The Murder of Tia Sharp. There we go. So um, before you go, please go and follow us on Instagram. We are As Crime Goes By. Um, Keep up to date with what episodes we're doing, maybe a little prompt to come and listen to the next episode. And if you are keeping up with us, please follow us, like us, and leave us a review if there's the ability to do so if you're on Apple Podcasts. But until next time. Yeah, bye for now. Bye. (laughs)